Welcome to TT from the D Podcast Show. I'm your host, TT. And I want to thank you in advance for stopping by on this evening to tune in and check out my dope guest this evening and myself. You know how we do around these parts. This is the Grown and Sexy Podcast Show. So at this point of the day, whether you're coming in from working in the brick and mortar or you may be working virtually still from home, this is that time of day when we want to just relax, unwind, and do some self-check-ins and self-care. And I really am delighted to be a podcast platform where you can actually unwind, get some tips, get some jewels, laugh. Sometimes you might even shed a tear from truth because we are very transparent around here. For me, this evening after a long day, I'm back in the brick and mortar, right? This is my fourth day going back in. And um, I decided I'm going to have me a new glass of wine, right? Y'all know I normally have my Stella Rosa, but I got a different brand. I went to my wine guy and he recommended something sweet. And so I said, okay. So I said, my guest is amazing. And so I was just like, I don't need anything. I get amped up just talking to him, period. But I just wanted to be in my really relaxed, chill, chill mode. And so for those of you that like to enjoy a glass of wine, a scotch, neat, whatever that is, you grown, do you. A cup of coffee, water, tea. You know, if you smoking cigarettes, that ain't good for your health, but what he is, right? I'm not judging you. This is your time. Do you, boo-boo. Do you, sir. Whatever makes you happy, I want you to do that. So, getting the housekeeping out of the way, let me tell you a little bit about my guest, because my guest is simply amazing. I've known my guest. Now, I'm dating myself a little bit, but I really don't care. I'm proud to say I'm 45 years old. But I've known my guest since I was 19 years old, right? 19. And when I met him... Amongst all the things that I'm going to, well, not even all, I can't possibly explain everything he does or has done because we be here all night. But I will tell you at that time, in that season of life, he was one of the owners at Club Network down in Detroit, one of the hottest nightclubs in that season that was around. You you had fake IDs trying to get in there, but they had that shit on lock. You just wasn't even able to get in there. And so I met him by way of business. And I was really attracted to his spirit. I was young. He was not a lot older than me, but just very distinguished. And just, I don't know, there was something about his spirit and his personality and his suaveness. And just and I was just really taken by him. And I decided that I just wanted to be a pest and stick in and try to check in with him and network with him if I could. It went along with the club name, Net Club Network, right? And so I wasn't old enough technically to get into the club, but because of this business meeting I was going to, I was able to slide in and see what the grown people was doing. Because I wasn't grown back then. I thought I was grown, but I wasn't grown until I entered them doors and I saw what grown folks was really doing and they was having a good time. But needless to say, I've, I've really grew fond of this man. Um, I look to him like a big brother. I love him. There's nothing I wouldn't do for him. You know, um, I'm a young lady, but I can't get hood if, if if you mess with people like this guy. Like, for real. That's my brother. It's not on my bloodline. And, um, yeah, he is an HBCU grad from Tennessee. Hey, Okay, he's also a Kappa Alpha Psi dude. Y'all already know they get in trouble. So you already know they get in trouble, right? Right, right, right. And so he's also inducted into the American Youth Hall of Fame as one of the the dopest coaches, as well as the Michigan Youth Hall of Fame. He's been coaching the Cubs since the early 90s. I, I, I knew that then, back then. 
always on the field. Just love his boys. He's raised some amazing young men who went off to do NFL and and nephews and just just when I tell you he's amazing, he's simply amazing. He also is the former director of the Upper Pro- Bound Program at Wayne State University. He's the founder of Good Book and Ball Academy, which I hope he'll talk about a little bit of. He's also, he has his own consulting firm. He's the founder of Live to Learn Educational Consultants. And he has his master's in social work. And it and, and I didn't know that when I first met him. And it explains as I got older and started to learn more about him, that how he was just so intriguing to me. And who knew back then that I would be you know, going down the pathway of learning. And when I was in school, my background, I got my bachelor's in criminal justice, but I was working on my master's in counseling. But the way the mind works is just really interesting. And this man, you could sit and talk to him about anything and everything and you'll get lost in time, which I'm sure we will tonight. I'm gonna try to keep it simple, but you already know. I love talking to him. He's a lot of fun to be around. And if you know him, and, and and to be real, and I'm not, I'm saying this real humbly, if you don't know who he is and you ain't heard of him, I don't know where the hell you been, okay? I'm just going to say that. I don't know where you been. This man is known in the D and around. He's traveled. He's, he's sought after. He does a lot of public engagement speakings. We had him when I was with Oak Park. He came in. He gave a hell of a speech to a graduating class. And the list goes on and on. He's a father. He's married to an amazing woman. And I'm going to have her on my show, too, because she's amazing in her own damn right. But um, just just an all-around great guy. So without any further ado, I'm just going to have to bring him out here. My guest for the evening is Mr. William Sandy. How are you, sir? Wow, you have me over here smiling. <laughs> you you just made my day. Can we end it now? <laughs> so I, don't, I can at least... I can at least Hold up to some of that introduction. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. That was all uh, right. Well, you are most deserving. I am doing excited. Well, I'm doing well, but I'm super excited to finally have you on this podcast. It's been That's all right. hard to try to get you in here. I know that you do a thousand things, and I know you said we're going to make it work, and I believe in divine order. So I believe that this timing, especially the season in which we're going to talk about timing is everything. If we had done this any other time, what you have to offer the jewels you're going to drop tonight, we wouldn't even be able to have had them because they hadn't manifested yet. So the seeds had to be planted for the particular conversation we're going to have tonight. Absolutely. So I ran off what I wanted to run off. Why don't you tell the people (laughs) a little about a little bit about who William Tandy is? Well, well, you said no, it. No, I all. didn't. I mean, literally, you, you said you, you said it all. Um, you know, currently I'm a principal um, out in E-Course at a middle school called Grandport Academy. Um, I'm still consulting with, you know, numerous football programs. You know, this uh, past summer I did a speaking engagement for the NFL rookies. You know, I'm about social responsibility and what that really means as a uh, millionaire or as a um, person in the public eye. And the things that we need to do to be responsible for not only ourselves, but our community. Um, You know, I wrote a book um, and writing another one as we speak. 
Um, I finished up another master's a little while ago, so I have a master's in educational leadership as well. And I'm working on my PhD. Um, so, you know, staying a little bit busy in the classroom and staying busy in the neighborhood. Um, and that's about it. You know, the other thing I like to tell the folks that, um, you know, I own the building downtown Detroit where Savannah Blue is. So um, if they want some really good Southern cuisine with a little twist, feel free to come down there as well. So that's about it. How about that? You said that's about <laughs> it. First of all, I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot about everybody. A lot of my girlfriends are always like, TT, we got to go to Southern Savannah Blue downtown to get the Southern food. And I'm always like, okay. And I just never had time. I forgot that you own that. Yeah, no, I'm not. I own the building. You Ron own the building. And, right. Yep. Um, Roger Yap, um, who is a good friend of mine, um, is one of the owners around, along with Ron, um, who was my partner in Club Network. You know, it just got to a point where um, having a eight-year-old daughter when Savannah Blues opened, um, I, I didn't want to even remotely think about being into another industry where I'm away at nighttime and away on the weekends. Yeah. Um, and, and and so their partner is John David Simpson, good group of guys that, you know, are doing it well. It's just the building. So I'm the landlord. So I don't have to go down. I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to do much of anything. But um, they, they run a great, they run a great business. Um, and um, food is excellent. The um, service is great. So I, I try to get as many folks down as I can. Well, it works because my girlfriends, they love going down there to families. They always trying to have a girl's brunch down there. I have, I've, I'm sad to say I've never had the opportunity to make it down there. My schedule and calendar just never allowed me to net, net it, work with them. When they, they got ready to go, I was never available. But I definitely got to do it this year now that we open back up a little bit. I'm sure they're doing their social Yeah, well, you, you, you bring that super cool husband of yours and I, I bring him and the four of us will meet down there and it's on me. Oh shit! Now you already know I'm Greek. You know how you know how I like to eat. So don't even, don't even, don't even do it. Don't do it. But okay. Well, well I got the dinner, but you know I'm smart. Drinks on your husband. Okay, that's what. <laughs> hey, that's smart. That's smart. Drinks on Swift. Drinks on Swift. We've got the drinks. I got. The okay, that's a bet. Me and Kim will just be cute. We'll just be cute. Okay, that's. What I'm, I'm just talking. You know it's all on me. I'm just. It kidding. is all love. It's all love, and I look forward to yeah. that. So let me Absolutely. let me ask you. Uh, first of all, I um I'm gonna have you. I, I have to have you back on here because there's so many layers to you. You ran down a couple things. You know what I'm saying? I ran down a couple things, but there's so you're like a really delicious Vidalia onion. You know we love this, those onions, right? And there's layers. Oh, I love it. <laughs> there's layers I to just, it. I just, I just love me some you. You are right. With me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. We we got a we got a history. I was just telling the folks I've known you since I was 19 years old. And I'm 45 years old. We do, we do. Isn't that beautiful? It's that's beautiful 20. Thing. Yeah, that's 26 years. I know, and I love you today, yeah. like I loved you when I realized that I love this man. I had to be like in my early early 20s when I realized like I love William Tandy. Like I really. That's say like there's not nothing that I wouldn't do for you you know what I'm saying like I got you and, and, and I know you know that and I know that the, the, it's reciprocated so I feel that way absolutely yeah 
And absolutely it is. You know that. I do. Now, let's get into some really interesting conversation. And it's going to really be circled around you being a principal administrator at Grandport because we are in the season of students in most districts starting to return. But with your district, you guys have been in the brick and mortar for a while now, correct? Yep. So when we opened back up our doors in September, um, we did surveys. Okay. Um, and we allowed those parents that absolutely could not keep their children at home to come to the building. Um, and fortunately, it was about a quarter of our students. So we had about 125 students that came to um, Grandport on September 8th. Um, And, you know, it was one of those things, T, where we just prayed that we didn't get a bunch of parents um, and students where our teachers would be extremely uncomfortable. Um, And and we wanted to, you know, keep a a distance of six feet at that time. And it, it just worked out. It just simply worked out where when we opened up, we basically had about 10 students, you know, per classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, And we provided every student in the building with a mask um, if they didn't have their own, um, sanitized hands, took temperatures. Um, Any kid that had a runny nose or a cough or a sneeze had to remain home Mm -hmm. for three days to five days. Um, And so we try to, as best as possible, provide safe concepts for both the students and the teachers. And God bless us. You know, um, we have had no issues. We've had no um, individuals that got sick, both students or parents. And we've rocked that um, since September. In February, we opened it up um, again when they decided that they could get three feet. And so now we're at about 50 percent capacity. So we have about 200 kids um, in a building, which is about 15 kids per classroom. Um, We have shields in each one of the classes. And again, just fortunate and blessed that we were able to say, okay, we're opening up again to come. And it just so happened that those numbers stayed where we needed them to stay. That is a blessing. Um, Yeah. I, you know, I, I can say you guys got favor, right? Um, And and I simply have to say that because there's a lot of districts that kind of, I want to say prematurely was moving because of the pressure um, from parents, Mm -hmm. the pressure from stakeholders, uh, the the pressure from legislators and things of that nature. And they weren't really ready and prepped. And then they went right back out. And so I applaud your district. I applaud eCourse for being ready, not only putting the children and staff safety first, but also making sure things were implemented and getting them back there. You guys were back before many districts were. And Absolutely. um you know you you don't hear about eCourse a lot. You don't. You know, like um but to know and, and that's something that we should have been seeing in the media seeing right. how that works you know but the, we know how the media can sometimes work 
in your favor. Sometimes it just act like it doesn't know. That's a good story because it's positive. But if let there had been some deaths or let there had been a major right. outbreak, they had been beating down your door. But with what Absolutely. you're doing, you know, the light wasn't shined upon you like I think it should have been. But hopefully this platform and people, you know how we like to run and tell it like they told about Jesus. Hopefully they'll run and tell that. So I, I applaud yeah. you for that. Absolutely. When you open back up in the beginning, now I know you guys been back in since September, and you guys are still moving along with what's new to us. Like Southfield, we're just kind of opening up our doors as of this past Monday, the twenty second. Right. Um, what do you feel that would have helped you? if you knew back then in September versus, and I know that's not too long ago, but what have you learned right now as of this month that you didn't know back in September that would have made the virtual learning process a lot easier? Uh, to be truthful, um, the biggest thing that I took from this is that the digital divide is real. Hmm. Um, first generation low-income home milieus suffer. Mm. We didn't have... Um, we had a number of homes without internet. So we had to move and get hotspots. We purchased hotspots from Comcast to give every family a hotspot so that they could get online. Mm -hmm. uh, we became a one-to-one -one district as far as technology is concerned. So we passed out to every family no matter how many siblings in that home, we gave them all a laptop. Mm -hmm. But what 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 we found, and, and this is urban, this is rural, this is everywhere, that we had poor attendance with students logging on. Now, it was horrible when we shut down. But when we opened back up, it was much better, but it was still a lot of students that weren't logging on. And then we found out that the parents just had no idea of how to help their children. We found out that parents were extremely busy doing every other thing. So, you, you know, I, I want to make sure that we are able to provide to parents you know, technology training, Microsoft Word training, just the ability to log on to Chromebooks and things of that nature. Now, the other sad part about it is that we had offered that to parents and every parent didn't show, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have those parents that are 100% vested in their child's education and you have those parents that are not. And so the biggest thing to us was how we lost some of those kids in the beginning um, you, you know that weren't logging on and that weren't doing things and so T what we did after we had that initial 100 students or so um, there's a terminology that academics know that's called tier 3 students right okay. these are the kids that we are considering to be the highest risk students and, and so when we saw little Johnny not logging on and little Johnny not participating, we know that home milieu can be chaotic or dangerous. We went to those homes and begged those parents to let your son, let, let your son or daughter back in. 
you know, they need to be. They need, and and some of them came, some of them didn't, because the fear is real. The fear from teachers, the fear from parents is real. And I I refuse to downplay a teacher who is concerned and nervous about catching corona, especially those teachers that have elderly parents in their yeah. home. Yeah. You know, or, or have infant children and things of that nature. That fear is real, right? Yeah. And so you, you have that same aspect with the parents, although they didn't know what they, you know, how to help their child. They didn't want their kid in. And so you had this moment in time where, you know, parents don't want the kids in. Parents are not in, uh, uh, doing what they need to do to get the child enrolled. Uh, and so we had to do a lot of leg, but we had to do a lot of calling, in, a lot of visiting the house things of that nature so that was the biggest thing for me is just being shocked at um 2020 at that time and how wide this digital divide was you you, you think about that was one of the bush um mandates you know to to the no child left behind left behind and the, yeah and then the prevention of the digital divide and, and here we are 2020 they they didn't do a good job it's real, you know. It's it's, it's real. So, um, but then you, you you look at kids that are at Orchard Lake St. Mary's and Country Day, and you know, kids whose parents had had their children, you know, being homeschooled. Those kids did not miss a beat. That's right. That's right. Right? They didn't miss a beat. So, what do we have? We have the most needed. The most needy, the ones that need the education the most, not getting it, and those that are from those home milieus and those home environments and those school districts that don't have those devices, that have responsible parents, they, they, they just kept on ticking. They yeah. just kept on rolling. And so that's that's what upset me. In fact, one of the things that I said when I was speaking to the NFL rookies was, you know, if you're from these neighborhoods, you know, don't just go buy cleats, jerseys and helmets. Man, get out here and get these kids computers. Get out here and teach these kids how to how to work on computers. Get out here and and help parents with that kind of stuff. You know, put your money together and, and put internet um why you know free internet services near parks and things of that nature so they can come out with their computers and 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 get online because it's 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 hurting us it's it's bad see i stand in a whole total agreement with you on that um the difference even just a little small difference you know i did 19 years with oak park schools and this is my second year in Southfield schools. And, you know, being in Oak Park, we were on the border of Detroit. So we got a lot of their kids. And when Institute Public Schools kind of closed down, we took 90% of their kids that didn't go out to Romulus. And, you know, you 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 already had the issue with when you don't have all the families that has the transportation. So then you, you get them transportation, then... You have all these other things. We got the McKinney-Vino Act, you know, we yeah. about you know stuff like that. Yeah. But so when we got into this, oh my God, yeah. it was just like you know you would think it was only the kids that was in the inner city or rural areas, but it was even the kids in Oak Park, Southfield, yeah. Well, it, it, it was that that digital 
division. <clears throat> and, and and you know what the biggest thing is? A, a poverty is not black or white. Oh come on, say it again. You, you know what say I'm saying? It it, it, the, these young boys and and e course that are you know third generation poverty stricken caucasian you know hispanic black it's it's everything it's everybody you know so what we see in the urban areas we're seeing in the rural areas we're seeing it down river that poverty is poverty is poverty and then the poverty mentality is what we have to change we have to make that paradigm shift where we begin to make these young kids want more and see more and desire more regardless of their backgrounds that they can do it but you know they we, we got to give them the tools to do it and kids not being in school is not helping that's true yeah I agree. Yep. As an administrator and as a father, what do you feel? You you hear that feedback? I did for a second, but it's good now. It's, it's good now. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna reframe that question. Mm-hmm. As an administrator, as a father, what do you feel has been the biggest challenge that you've encountered? Um, but you, you know, the biggest challenge right now to me is getting those students to take academics serious during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest mistake the governor made, and, and, and you know, Gretchen's my girl, I'm not tripping, but we should have never in March told the kids that what we were doing didn't count. Oh, right. I agree. Because kids checked out. Right. And so you had Mm -hmm. March 13th all the way up until June. Again, the kids whose parents are strong with great academic talents were in school. Everybody else, why do I have to be here? I don't know why I have to do this. It was difficult to get them to get in. Then we yeah. provide a summer program. We can say, come on in, let's, let's get caught up. Very few kids participate. And so the, the biggest challenge is getting those kids to understand how important this stage of development in life is. But yeah. my biggest fear is that we won't take the time to go back and make sure that we, we, you know, deal with those skip radiances or those that those lacking efforts, those children who are falling two and three grade levels behind. We can't worry about teaching at the standard level right now. We've got to get to where these kids are, get them back those basics and start building from that point back up. And especially in the elementary and middle school, you know, if it was up to me, you know, um, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that because we're on the broadcast. But at elementary and middle schools, you don't have to have certain credits and so forth. And 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 look, ELA and math, reading, and uh, and and math—that's yeah. got to be our focus. You know, that has got to be our focus. Everything else is important. I understand. I know that I'm a coach. I'm a musician. 
know we've got to have them. Steven, I would never eliminate it. But we've got to spend more time on getting these reading comprehension levels up. So my fear, my concern is the students that have missed and not being able to allow us time to catch them back up. I don't want my teachers um, worried about meeting standards and being evaluated for things that they really didn't have control over at this time. They need to be able to go back to the basics and reteach and do things over with. I agree. Yeah. And that is that, that that is a big fear factor. You still have the state, you you, you pounding on them in one way and you beating them in another way. Yeah. And it's one and the same. Because now it's like, okay, well, it's time to start uh evaluating. And it's kind of like how the hell are you evaluating when they, most people have been teaching from their living room or their den or their basement or wherever? Right. And then even bringing them back into the building, you know, it's it's stressful. Like you said earlier, you got people that's afraid. Yeah. This is not this. Is, but then you also now I'm gonna say this. I've, I've I had to I had to check one of my youngest Cody's teachers in a really nice professional way because. He said, "Oh, this isn't this isn't real. The pandemic, yeah, people are making it more than what it seems. It ain't nothing but the flu." I, 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 what? You, you know, Let me tell you. And and and, and, and our community, we we have friends, aunts, uncles that have all died. Yes, you know. Yes. You, you remember back in the day, you you know when you first moved from the south, you like you got a cousin or a friend that works at the Ford Chrysler gym. Then yes. it, it moved from that to you got a friend, cousin, or relative that's a dope boy. Well, yes, we got a friend, cousin, or relative that has died from coronavirus. So it's yes. it's real. So let's not yeah. pretend it's not. But let me say yeah. this: my superintendent has um, kind of just followed the science and he's another one of those brothers and I am too you you know uh, we pray you know this is where we've got to be you know um, we plead the blood of Jesus upon the building you know yeah. we, we pray every day for health with our children and our teachers you know and 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 we we move. Were all of my teachers comfortable with it? No, they weren't. Were some of my teachers very comfortable? Yes. Was yeah. I going to be able to fight my superintendent and say, no, nah, man, we need to go to a, a, a hybrid or we need to only have this amount of numbers? No. He followed whatever the science said and whatever the state said. So when it was the beginning, it was six feet, we did six feet. When it was three feet, we're at three feet. And so when we do three feet, when we go into those classrooms, we look at how many kids can be in that room and we try not to go over. In fact, we, we don't have any of them over except for one class. And, and the thing about that, that one class that's over that number, we've never had 100% attendance, so we've never been over the number, right? And, 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 so, right. and, and, and even if we did have 100% attendance and I've got three kids over, then I'm going to do something different. I'm going to bring them down with a parent pro. I'm going to bring them to another class, maybe a seventh grade class that has a, a smaller amount of kids and they follow their teachers online while they're in school. But I'm going to do everything in my power to keep my teachers comfortable because they're the captain of the ship. 
you know mm. and if they're upset and attitudinal and angry because they think we're doing them wrong how much education is going to go on right and so I've got to play both sides I've got to please my superintendent I've got to serve my board and I've got to keep my teachers happy and that's what we've done and again it's just been a blessing for us because we've been able to achieve both levels and that brings me to this next question sure it's important for people especially the teachers staff to take care of themselves self-care wellness care what is some of the things if any that your district does to make sure that teachers are monitoring their self-care awareness right so every teacher before they leave home has to go on and do a wellness check which consists of do you have a cough do you have a fever how are you feeling so forth and so on it's a plethora of questions and if you answer yes to any of them you're not allowed to come into school oh wow you're not allowed if you're answering yes to those you stay home when you come into the building we have a big little fancy machine that you put your wrist up to and it says safe or it says and 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 temperature get out <laughs> right? <laughs> right and then there's hand sanitizer and so teachers come in kids come in we have a lady that walks around with sanitizer all day wiping down all of the heavy traffic areas the doorknobs the handles and so forth and so every day after um, lunch classes and after certain breaks they go into those classrooms and they wipe down the shields and the desk every teacher has hand sanitizer every teacher has wipes we have spray um, some days we're fortunate enough to get the light saw some of the days is just a disinfectant but we got something Right, mm-hmm. um, and that's in every classroom and in the hallways. It's hand sanitizer. Um, for lunch, we're keeping that distance. So, for instance, um, for my middle school, my sixth graders, instead of coming down to the lunch room, they all eat in their classrooms, spread apart. Mm-hmm. My seventh and eighth graders, because of how large my cafeteria is, they're able to come downstairs. It's um. They can't sit next to each other. It's a seat in between each one of them. Um, and they're eating in that area. And it's the same way with my fourth and fifth graders. My, you know, two classrooms stay inside the classrooms to eat. The other ones come down so that we're spaced out. So we, we do all of those things to keep, again, the teachers safe, the students safe. And so if you're not feeling well, you don't come into the building. You know, we ask you to wear masks. They've got these face guards. They've got those things. And again, no one has gotten sick in school. No one who's in school, as far as teachers are concerned, got sick from September until then. Now, let me tell you something. A few of us, I even got, I even got sick in March. Right? Yeah, wow. Oh, yeah. I had, I had the virus. You know, um, and a few other teachers, we, we, they were going through heavy cold feelings and things of that nature. And they believed they had they had it as well. But since the precautions have been in place, again, we've been lucky enough 
not to not to have it. Um, what I just wish teachers would do is make sure that when you're not in that building, you're staying safe. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you know you 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 don't want to go out around a ton of people and go to events and go to parties and things of that nature because research is finding that most of the times that in these school districts, not ours but in the school districts, most of the people that end up getting sick are getting sick on the weekends doing something outside of the school. They're not getting it, getting sick in the school. Now that's not to say again, I don't want anyone listening to this broadcast that has stories of teacher A that got sick and gave it to teacher B in the building and kids. Yes, it happens in places. We know that. But we're saying with the precautions that we've taken place at our school, in our district, no one has gotten sick in our school or in our district. That's a blessing. That's a big blessing. Mm Now, here's a question that's going to probably get some people revved up. What do you feel that we need to be doing that we might be overlooking? You, you, you know, <clears throat> this 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 is my, my take on this. Mm-hmm. There are teachers that don't want to come in the building. And there yes. are teachers that want to be in the building. Let mm-hmm. those teachers come. Quit making it such an issue because you don't want to be here that other teachers that want to come in can't be here. And try to get those tier three babies that we know, we know are struggling. So let me let, let me share something with you. We have a, we okay. have a program called security on all of the computers. So when TT is on the computer and she's supposed to be reading the chapter on the, um, you know, the, the slave trade or the Harlem Renaissance, and this is where she's supposed to be, if she's on YouTube, we can see it. If she's oh, on wow. TikTok or if she's on Facebook, we can see it. And we can say, hey, Get off of that and get focused. But most importantly, we have it set for things such as suicide, rape, violence, abuse. And so when any of those searches come up, it goes to our head of security. And I get an email that says A was looking at how to hurt themselves or how to kill themselves. We were getting emails, emails on students who were searching on suicide. And so we had to gather all of our clinicians, all of our social workers and so forth and make phone calls in the middle of the night, make visits and things of that nature. And so as as an administrator, I am saying to my teachers, look, baby A needs to be here. They have to be here. We are in a service industry. We provide a service. 
just like doctors, just like people that work in stores and things of that nature. So some of us have to go to work. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now listen, Miss Miss Jones, you got an 89-year-old mother at home. She hasn't had the shot. You're concerned. Stay home. But don't get mad at Mrs. Tandy because she wants to come to work and she's not as afraid of you. Because that that balance can occur. God has a way. You you, you know, let let me, I I don't want to get started. God has a way. God has a way of looking after those of us that are here to do the right thing. All right. He will anoint us. He will protect us. She will anoint us. However you want to look at it. And so when I walk into these buildings, I walk into this building with the belief that I am protected. Let me do me. Let me do me. I'm not tripping on you that you don't have my belief. But quit looking, you know, and, and, and we do this with unions, you know. We got unions and, and this part of the folks saying, no, nah, y'all can't come in. Well, well, we got babies. We we got we got eight-year-olds who need to be out of that environment because daddy be clipping. Mama getting high. Cousins over there messing with them little babies because mom and dad out of work and we need you here. Come on, you you saw what happened in Chicago, right? You saw that, right? Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? 17 year old making eight year old girl perform fellatio on her. Come on, yes. that if it's that one person is caught, that one thing. You know how many times that's happening? That we have no idea yes. is happening. So, so again, am I nervous? I got a 12-year-old daughter. My son in August gave birth. Well, his girl gave birth and they were living in my home. So I had an infant here. I don't want to catch corona. I don't I don't want I don't want to bring that home to my wife, my daughter, my granddaughter. I don't want to do that. But I'm here to serve, yeah. not to be served. I am here to work for my students and get my students. To another level so I'm willing to go on that line that's why you call soldiers soldiers are on that front line ten toes deep ready to do what we need to do and that's what we just gotta be about I pass wow. no judgment on anyone that wants or needs to do it their way I have a problem with those that pass judgment on those that don't want to do it their way that's my issue. Wow. Okay, so I have to say what you just said about the Chicago incident, that is something that we don't I ain't going to say we act like we don't know what's happening right in our backyard. Right. But that really was heartbreaking because you wanted to blame it on the fact that these kids wasn't in school. Mom, dad, whomever was the caregiver had to go to work. So they had trusted this young man and who knew that this was happening. Right. Right. And it takes me back to saying, yep. What happens? You know, you talked earlier about how you all would go to these homes when you realize Johnny and T- you know and Tina they not logging on what's going on and let's go make let's pay a home visit some would come back some wouldn't come back 
what happens to those children that don't come back? Well, we're not letting that be an option, TT. We we are constantly making those visits. Um, I, I'm not going to arrest, get them arrested, or do anything of that nature. But I'm gonna sure enough make you think I am, right? And 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 I'm gonna keep on you because it's against the law for you not to have your kid yes. in school. Yes. Period. Right. And so what we end up doing is, you, you know, and I'm speaking on one student in particular. Of course, I can't Absolutely. say his name, but, you know, his mom, he just was not getting on. And every day I had Mr. Jones go knock on the door, bang on the door and say he's got to get online to the point that after about two weeks, she's like, he needs to come to school, man, go to school. <laughs> Because they were tired of us being in his backyard, right? And and so I know every school district doesn't have the resources to do that. But if you kind of think about it, we do. If you didn't let go of your pair pros and you're not in the building, what are they doing? You know, have your 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 behavior specialists and your paraprofessionals and your counselors and them have them knocking on doors. Mm-hmm. Bang on the doors and get them back in the school. Now, T, if the parent is just terrified or uncomfortable with their child being in the school, that's good too. But don't sit at home, this kid, not do anything. So if you want them at home, cool. I support that. But I don't support them being at home, not doing and not being engaged. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So what is your advice that you want to give to your fellow administrators? Um, all right. That's that's. So let me just be real. Please do. You know the babies that need to be in your buildings. You know the ones that are literally psychologically, socially, emotionally, and academically dying. Get them in school. Get it to a point where teachers are comfortable and safe. But don't turn your back on kids that you know doggone well and every administrator knows the kids that I'm talking about. Get those babies back in your building. For the other teachers or the other parents that are uncomfortable, that are doing decent jobs, encourage them to do great jobs. But if they want to stay home, those kids, let them stay home. Don't let them stay home. Those ones that you know will get online, the ones that you know can understand the instruction, um, um, the way we are doing this online, virtually, and you know that they will get into small groups and they do their 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 work and they're doing little what we call turning verbal turn and talks that that are active and doing that. Let, let all of those kids stay home. Because you still want your parents to be your your teachers. I'm sorry. You still want them to be safe. But again, administrators, let, let's let's get ten toes deep. It's it's time for us 
to get our babies back that desperately need to be back. I'm not talking 100%. I, I know that. But we, we, we definitely don't need to be at a point right now where we don't have any students in person at all. That That's just not acceptable, in my opinion. That's just the way I believe it. That's just the way I see it. I agree with you. You know, um, being in education and, and, and for what I do, I'm in special education. That's 100% of what I work with. And I'm an ISSN coordinator. So I see a lot. I hear yeah. a lot. And I understand a lot. And from different perspectives, the parents' perspective, the students' perspective, the educators' perspectives, the administrators, you know, the, the board members, the, the superintendent. We have an amazing superintendent. But it's just like, I don't you said it earlier Miss Jones and and this ain't no directly like Miss Jones let's make up this name so don't nobody don't don't send for me because I didn't send for you so Miss Jones and Miss Thompson <laughs> that's calling and telling they, their peers hey don't go back because we got that's happening don't go back tell them you ain't come back yet oh, yeah. because you're afraid but you got the other Miss Jones the other Miss Johnson is like no I'm ready to go back in I have some as you yeah. said I got something to offer these kids, this dying breed, because it is a dying breed. And I ain't just talking about from the pandemic. Yeah. The kids that need yep. to be helped, because you you said it earlier, there's a group of kids that have that mom or mom and dad or just dad or that that person at home that's right there that provides support and they, they win. What about the kids yep. that have to stay? You got the kids that's home alone because mom or dad or both have to work there is no one to take care of them so they're left to teach themselves feed themselves clothe themselves yeah yeah we gotta think about those kids as well and every teacher knows they've got kids online that's logged in that you call their names and you get no response yeah. right because they're logged in in their sleep or they're logged in and they're in some other room you know, um, because no one is there to make them do it. You know, we 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 started making the kids turn on their their, their um, computers. You know, in the beginning, we were like due to privacy laws and things of that nature and what might be going on in the background. Um, they don't have to do it, but when when they log in, they've got to show their faces. When they when they're called upon, they've got to cut on their computer and show their faces. Our expectations are high. You know, and we we are expecting kids to do certain things and we the kids are giving it to us. And so I know exactly when I say it, what much is expected, much is giving. I'm talking about it exactly that way. When you expect a lot, you get a lot. When you don't expect nothing, kids are not going to give you anything. So, you know, we're not perfect out there. You know, there, there's been some challenges. There's been um, some successes and there's been some failures. Again, like I said, uh, we don't have 100 um, percent participation. Um, and, and that to me is an issue. We, we, we don't have every kid that needs to be in the building back in the building. And that's an issue. But we've got to keep moving. We got to keep praying. We got to keep doing things that we know will benefit our students at the end of this journey. Because again, the most precious resource in this world is our children. Mm. I agree. I agree. 
Well, I want to tell you, it has been an amazing evening. I thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to stop by and drop the jewels, share the wisdom, the knowledge, the laughter. Tell Miss Kim, thank you for letting me borrow you. Tell Miss Lauren, thank you for letting me borrow you while you coming here and share this for that mother, that father, that child, that educator, that teacher, that stakeholder, that board member, that superintendent, all the people that help make this thing work when it comes to education. Absolutely. And listen, I, I would be willing to come on anytime. If there's some other Oh, you already know. No, 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 listen. Now, now, you in, now you would put it. Now you know. The listeners heard you say that because you know I got so many things I want to talk Like when we get through, there's a season um, when it's Greek week, right? You already yep. know yep. I'm calling upon you. And then I want to talk to you, you know, when we get into the season for football and 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 just yeah, there's so many things, and just you know, oh, I told you earlier what, what I tell you. I said do like that five <laughs> onion. There's so many layers. I meant that. I That's meant that. Right. So That's I do look forward right. to you coming back and dinner at Savannah Blue. Absolutely. I'm gonna tell Swift. You tell Kim. Absolutely. And we, we will. We what? Maybe we can even do like a a, a a Sunday brunch or something. You bring Lauren, I'll bring Cody, and um, yeah, cool. maybe we could. Yeah, we could do that. That'd yeah, be let's 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 do that for real. Let's do that. You know, um, and, and to all your listeners, if you want to just um, look at some stuff or contact me, you can go to WilliamCandy.com, um, and just information there on on how to do it and. You know, um, I'd be more than willing to sit down and have conversations via Zoom uh, with, you know, teachers, clinicians, anything that you guys need or want. Um, it's a season of giving right now. So luckily, uh, you know, I'm not going to hit them with that tag. <laughs> it's going to be all in the house. <laughs> well, let me log on there. Yes. Let me log in there see what I can, what I can find out out here. But you know what? I do... Um, how can people get a hold to your book? Uh, on on WilliamTandy.com, you can go in there and order. Okay. And when is your new book coming out? You know, um, I'm not going to say a date because it should have oh. been out. See, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm one of these guys that's real. It should have been out. So um, I, I got sidetracked and started doing... Uh, a biography on Rocket Watts from Michigan State. Um, the Making of a Rocket is the book and, and is dealing with um, the young man that's the starting um, guard at Michigan State and his journey and his father's journey. Um, so it took me away from the book that I was writing and, and I'm going with that. Um, so that should be out in about three or four more months. Okay. Um, and that's going to be interesting because it gives you this whole perspective of a father who, you know, is a Dexter guy who, who was a rough dude that had the same athletic capabilities of Antonio Gates and Larry Foote and, and some other ones that made it to the NFL, but he chose the streaks. But when he had his son, he put his son in the right hands and didn't make the same mistakes that he made with his son. Mm -hmm. And so it's really talking about 
you know, that whole mentality that I used to say, you never judge a man by his mistakes, but you judge that man how he corrects his mistakes. And I think Rocket has done a phenomenal job in raising his boy and and putting him in different phases of the coaches, you know, from when he was young with, you know, some coaches to when he got to me to after he left me um, and, and always being there and always being the one that makes that decision. And now this kid is at Michigan State pursuing the education and maybe the NBA, you know. So I just think that the way he did it um, needs to be discussed. That's all. So that's what that one is about. I'd like you to come on and talk about that, or y'all to come on. That that'd be that's interesting. I've been I've been having a lot of different authors come on lately, and um, that's interesting to me, especially because I yeah. know you know, and then just your life, like people as distinguished as you are, and such a kind and educated man they don't know you came from the streets as well right like, you wouldn't even yeah, we, believe we, we, that y'all wouldn't even believe Ooh, that's a whole other podcast show but that's okay yeah. that is okay yeah well you you, you know it's is it's not can i just say I, i'm not necessarily saying i came from the streets but I grew up on Linden. I know. And 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 we we were in some, you know, in some survival times, you know, the Young Boys Incorporated. It was the Linwood players, the Dexter guys, and choices had to be be made. And there was no softies at Central, you know, and um it's it's all though about choices. And we're 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 getting to that. It's it, it's that about yeah, man. you know, and, and us making the correct choices. That's all. I like the way you thumb that up. Yeah. That was special. <laughs> Listen to you. Listen, TT, I, I love, love you. you too. And, and, and thank you very, very much for having me. Um, you know you're my heart. You're my girl. Um, you share with these folks any of your points? You talk to they them? Don't even know Do that. they know don't, your points? Don't put me out there like that. They don't even know about that uh, side of me. Hey, 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 all the listeners, this, this <laughs> sister writes some of the most spiritual and deep points that you ever want to hear. So make her, make her give y'all some, <laughs> some of these points. <laughs> I'm going to get you for that. I'm going to get you for that. <laughs> but yes, I, I just, yes, one day, one day. But in the meantime, I love you. I want to thank you for stopping by, blessing my podcast show. I'm looking forward to having you come back on. I want you to enjoy the rest of your evening. Keep on going out there saving these children. Keep on winning souls for God and keep handling his business. Thank you. Appreciate you. Have a great night. You as do well. the same. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.